welcome to the NLPcourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host. So I've been hanging out with some salespeople and you know what? One of the things I've noticed is some of the very best salespeople and the best I mean a win-win situation for the company and the customer are really motivated and positive people even in the face of evidence that says no you shouldn't be positive about making a sale and yet they could be rejected 20 30 50 times and still maintain this positive attitude. And I was in conversation with a sales guy who was uh, one of these positive people, and he said he'd come across this idea that you need to decide whether the world is a safe place or a dangerous place. And that got me thinking, and I know I had heard that before. And it was a quote from Albert Einstein. And he said, the most important decision you'll ever make is whether you you live in a safe or dangerous world. Now that got me thinking. What is it about that decision, that idea, that is really important? Because I think it can affect the rest of your life. Whether you decide the world is a safe place or a dangerous place. Okay, so I'm going to explore that idea. And I'm just going to run some ideas past you. And I'd be really interested in getting your feedback and what you think. So let's just play with some ideas. Now, the approach I'm going to take is going to be the nurture approach. So nature, nurture, that's a debate that goes on. They both matter. I get that. But we're going to have to have an approach to explore this idea. The place, a dangerous world or safe place, how it would affect the outcomes of our lives. And I'm going to suggest it starts really early on in our lives as well. Now, as we go through this... Let's, let's reassure ourselves that at no point are you stuck in any of these what seem to be negative places. Because there's a body of knowledge called NLP that can help immensely. I just happen to favour NLP because I like fast, long-lasting change. First question then is to ask ourselves, where does this idea come from? Now it's probably initially going to come from parents, guardians or adults when we were younger. So the question becomes then, do you hear when you're a child more of the world's an adventure, 
the world your oyster. There's so many opportunities available to you that you should be excited. And you're going to meet some wonderful people. And you're going to meet people that are going to teach you lessons in life. And that's going to be for your ultimate good. And the, the world is an adventure. Or do you tend to hear things like, no, stay away from that. That is dangerous. Stay away from strangers because you never know what they're going to do to you. Which do you think you hear more of? Because you're going to hear both. Let's, let's be fair. You're normally going to hear a bit of both. If we were to give it a percentage, would you say it's 50-50? No, I hear some of you saying no. Yep, I've got really good hearing. I can hear you wherever you are in the world. Would you think it's more 60-40? So 40% positive, 60% negative. But I think we'd probably agree that it's more negative than positive. And depending on where you look, it can be as much as 92% negative and 10% positive. Or let's go for 80% negative and 20% positive. Which one's going to win out in your mindset? The idea is not we're not going to put our children in danger. That's not what it's about. But it's about the messages we send about the world around us. Do you think it may affect our behaviour? Yes. Let's see if we can put this into some sort of context. And where this might lead to. Now, this is me just playing with ideas here. And, and the, what I'm thinking really is, if we can find out a simplified roadmap to why some people fear the world, maybe they feel lost in the world, unmotivated in the world, and why some people end up on this route of being very motivated and positive. Okay, so let's say as a child, you have a problem. So we need to put that into a context because problems mean different things to different people. A problem when you're four or five year old is very different from a problem of when you're an adult. So let's take it, we've got a five-year-old, and let's put this into a context and a problem and how the parents may react to problems. And we're not talking a one-off reaction, we're talking over a period of time. But let's, let's give ourselves a problem that could be faced by a five-year-old. Let's say this child has been watching their parents make them breakfast every morning. So the routine is, they get a bowl, they put some cornflakes into the bowl, pour some milk into the bowl, get a spoon... Hand to child. Excellent. So child wakes up a let's say 4am in the morning, feeling a bit peckish. So gets up, goes into the parents' rooms, and the parents are out for the count. They are fast asleep. And the child thinks, yes, five-year-olds do. I will let my parents sleep a bit longer. I can make my own breakfast. I've seen it done every morning of my life. So off to toddles gets the bowl out, and manages to get the, the, the cornflakes, pours the corn, puts the bowl on the floor, pours the cornflakes into the bowl. Yes, some spill out to the sides, but you know what? Got plenty of cornflakes. Let's see how big we can do this. This is an adventure to us. Never done this before. It's a feeling of a little bit of excitement. Right, the next thing is we need some milk. So task is to open the fridge. Now, that is a challenge in itself. So we overcome this problem of opening the fridge. It takes us a little while. And there's the milk. It's, let's say it's a four litre bottle, um, 
plastic bottle of milk. Okay, so um, but it's been used. So it's about half full. So it's not. It's heavy for a five year old, but not too heavy. So after a bit of negotiation with the bottle and pulling it across the floor, we get there. Now the next thing we need to do is take the lid off the bottle. So we get the lid off and now we need to get the milk from the bottle into the bowl, which seems easy because I've seen it done. Whereas it's a bit big, it's a bit unwieldy and the milk gets tipped, it's tipping, it's not coming, it's tips, tips, tips and there's milk gone everywhere. Yes, there's milk now all over the cornflakes, but all over the floor, and the puddle is getting bigger. The milk bottle is just falling into the cornflakes and doesn't seem to want to stop spilling the milk. And the child cries. Yes, the child is crying over spilt milk. Now, on hearing the cries, an adrenaline shot runs through both parents or guardians. They leap out of bed, rush into the kitchen where they see this child sitting in a puddle of milk cornflakes everywhere crying so let's say that's a problem now notice how the parents react to those types of things in the child's life or smaller problems or bigger problems will have a long-term effect so we're not talking a one-off but we just put this into a context partly because i wanted to build a story up and talk about crying over spilt milk (laughs) okay So parents can react in various different ways. It's now 4.30 a.m. in the morning. So, but we've had this agenda in Russia. The parents are now awake. Okay, so what could the parents do? What if they coddle the child? Maybe wants to wrap the child in cotton wool and take care of the problem for the child and shield them from those types of things. That's that's a reasonably positive thing to do, especially at 4.30 in the morning. Where could that lead to, though? Well, if, every, if you're shielded from the problems that's happening in your world, because each time is a learning lesson, that could lead to tantrums. And that tantrums, as they grow into becoming a teenager, could lead to them having this feeling of entitlement, a bit spoiled, the do-it-for-me attitude. And as they move into adulthood, if they've got this you-need-to-do-it-for-me attitude, they're not going to be overly successful in life, and they're going to feel a bit lost, and they're going to feel the world is not serving them, and hence the thought of the world's a dangerous place, and opportunities are closing down. All right, then, so just a thought. What if, same situation, Jenna and rush through the parents, they rush into the kitchen, there's the child in the puddle of milk the crying over spilt milk how many times can i say that but the parents now in their sleepy state criticize now again we're not talking about one off here we're talking about if every time the child makes a mistake majority of the time the child gets criticized what's going to be the child's response I guess it's going to be a feeling, a mixture of hurt and anger. Where would that lead to that happens on a regular basis when they become teenagers? Some hostility. And thinking along those lines would be, leave me alone. Where would that lead to into adult life? Blaming. It's not my fault. It's the government's fault I'm not successful. It's, we 
European government thoughts because the UK's leaving Europe and everything's not working properly. Uh, it's not my fault. There's going to be a feeling of bitterness. The world's an unsafe place. They're just kind of two pathways, if you like. Okay, so what if, same situation, different response from the parents, uh, 4.30 a.m. in the morning, adrenaline in Russia, the child cries, out of bed, into the kitchen, child in a puddle of milk, and the parents there, instead of criticising, cuddling, or even ignoring the situation, they're supportive. So, and what they mean is, oh, you've, you've tempted to make your own breakfast by the look of What happened? And the child, the, 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 the milk got everywhere. And they go, okay then, so let's clear it up and let's play the game of how much milk does cornflakes need? So, rather than doing it for the child, they get the child involved, they're mopping, they're cleaning the floor, sweeping up the cornflakes... Yeah, so this takes a bit longer than if you just did it yourself. But you know what? The child started an adventure. And then you play the game of taking the milk jug, filling it up with different levels of water, and you practice pouring it in. And, yeah, it takes a bit longer. Maybe it's now quarter past five, and you're thinking, uh, I might as well stay up because I've got to get ready for work. The lesson that child has from that is a feeling of confidence yeah it's okay to make mistakes but you can learn from the mistakes so where would that lead to and again i'm not saying that you have to do this every single time but if that's the majority response to a problem a child's having they're going to feel more motivated about life as they move into a teenage and if they're feeling more motivated as a teenager they're going to start to have the thought i can do this and as an adult, they're going to be more determined. And life is much more satisfying, much more positive. And the world's a safe place. Now, if you recognise any of that, if you know somebody's gone through something like that, one of the great benefits, as we've already said in this podcast, is you can change it. You can change the way you think. And we was experimenting and I was working with the sales guy and I got an opportunity to work with some of their salespeople who were not performing well. And I did some one-to-one -one work with this uh, gentleman and he was fabulous. He was really motivated and he he'd kind of f felt a bit lost in the process and he, he kind of is feeling empty in life so we worked through this process we did some of the nlp techniques uh, for example we did the swish pattern and the museum of old beliefs and some some language patterns and within a short period of time he made his first sell and he was so excited so i don't i think it's helped him and i think there's more work to do but deciding whether the world is a safe place or a dangerous place can make all the difference. Now, in this podcast, just been playing with some ideas. 
I might be completely wrong on this. But it's just my thinking. And I've taken a very complex situation and simplified it down to its bare bones. But I think by doing that, depending on if you're doing some one-to-one work with somebody, whether you're at work, maybe let's, for example, let's maybe say you're in human resources and you're doing, you see a lot of people who you, you see the potential in them. You see what they can do, but there is something holding them back. And maybe you recognize there's some blaming going on. Now, they won't tell you right up front, possibly, but you start to pick that up. That would then give you some clues of what NLP techniques and what you can possibly do to really help that person. But also for the same for yourself. And before I get a whole batch of emails accusing me of beating up on parents, not at all. I think parents do the very best they can with what they know and their experiences in life. This is about building an awareness of where this might come from and then what we could possibly do about it. In NLP, we say that we can choose to be at cause, i.e. we are responsible for our own lives. So we can't judge what parents are going through until we've walked a mile in their moccasins. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Please do contact me. And one of the things that we've got coming up is an NLP master practitioner. And so if you've already taken your practitioner and you're ready to really take your NLP training to the next level, I would highly recommend you take this opportunity now. You decide the world is a safe place and take part in the NLP Master Practitioner. I would love to talk to you if you're interested in taking the NLP Master Practitioner with us and please do drop me an email and we can arrange to have a conversation to make sure it is right for you. Have a wonderful week and I'd look forward to catching up with you soon. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes and make sure to head over to NLPcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you are kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.